0: for an episode to announce he's the number one puppet. his voice is cracking all you gotta do is trust me Jackson Maine join him in the High Mighty Studios my nearly silent host Arthur Gamers. Arthur give him a shout out Arthur not currently present cause he's gone also join him in the High Mighty Studios a recurring guest and a new guest but can I Dave Holmes and Scott Kimball. No.
1: and hey, now he's not gone gone
0: no, 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 no. He's gone from. He's in the living room or something like okay,
1: that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. You can't do me like that.
0: I, I, no, no, no. That's how I roll it into the announcement. My dog passed away in the beginning of the oh, episode. Now God. let's get into it, uh, <laughs> Scott. If you're having headphones issues, just pull them off and and uh, just go live, go raw, get raw.
1: <laughs> Can you hear us?
0: I can't tell. He's giving us the I know. Uh, the one minute signal.
1: He's fully disassociated. I know we, we can't, can't hear, hear him. him. We can't hear him.
0: It was really he going to you hear us. Now you can hear us. Can we no can no? You?
3: I can hear you. Oh, oh, yeah. We're all back. Okay. What's so funny is I thought you just turned down the audio for the intro. I should have.
0: That's something I should yeah. learn to do to save save my. Maybe I fucked your fucking headphones up by accident by going by going ham. But just yelling, but just bellowing. It, it,
3: I gotta see I, I I implore you to watch what you did without audio because I can, I can, I, it's it's incredible
0: <laughs> it's upsetting that I'm, I'm i'm it's bad enough to watch it with audio i can only imagine my uh my pained faces as my voice <laughs> cracks through fucking a bradley cooper impression that i'm still doing from a star is born however many years later uh <laughs> gold. gold i'm wearing my uh by the way, my. Down Easter, Billy Joel. Down Easter, Alexa. I only hat. just noticed. And my Billy Joel. And Down the shirt. Easter, the shirt, baby.
1: Wow! Wait, Down Easter, Alexa. Celebrate a fun song. With some fun clothing.
0: They made it Like, mm. I just got an email from Joel.com that was like, shop the Downeaster Alexa collection. And I was like, what the fuck? That clicked on it bought everything. I even have a fucking bandana that is like <laughs> made by Colin yeah, Hanks. Do. That's how uh, I found it. It's but a it kerchief. It was a kerchief. It was on his uh, Instagram. I clicked on it, bought the Downeaster Alexa one, then noticed that it also had a shirt and a hat. And I slapped him on for this because I Come wouldn't wear this now. to a concert, but I would wear this. To talk about bj the dj himself oh mm. god yeah
1: hell yeah bj I, the I dj a... famously a show on billy joel radio which yes. is back
0: it's back oh, baby real. I'm time i'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of billy joel on sirius it's i talk about this way too much but he's like the it's the it's so purely long island of him when he because he is so self-deprecating and so like low self-esteem he's the way he describes he's like i don't know i just fucking ripped off some guy and did like bang bang i just ba- smashed my keys and screamed my voice out and, and that's called piano man you know and it's like no that's a fucking legendary <laughs> song but he talks about all his songs like i don't know i fucking you know pink 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 root beer or whatever blah blah blah, blah you know and that's like okay man he's like so <laughs> fucking like blue pr- whether it's an act or not, he's like so aggressively blue collar. Like it's all bullshit. Like he takes the piss out of himself so much. I love it.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Scott, what Scott, you were the one who sent an email. that was like, let's talk Billy Joel. What, what inspired that? Are you in like a bad headspace in the pandemic or a good headspace in the pandemic?
3: I, I think I was listening to either this podcast or, or maybe what you do on comedy, bang, bang. But you're just talking about Long Island. Oh, you know what it was? Actually, it's what you're wearing. My wife did a bit uh, on the show that we do, which was wife of the narrator of Downeaster Alexa who <laughs> has had it mm-hmm. because there's the line in the song that says. Tell my wife I'm trolling, trolling Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah, now, yeah. how would that go over on Long Island?
0: <laughs> not and good. Then, not good. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be the messenger to going down to uh, Mrs. Alexa's house and uh, breaking it down for her.
3: So I, I think I uh, I think she did the bit. And then I heard one of your podcasts. And I was like, what? then I looked for it. I was like, well, Gabriel has definitely done this because you talk about Billy Joel a lot. Yes. I so do. I went looking for it. Looking for, like, you know, we're in 2021. I want to, I want a podcast with you talking about Billy Joel. I'm what? sure it exists. Uh, and, and there we are. And Sometimes and you just got to
0: make the space yourself, you know? Sometimes uh-huh. you see something, yeah. you have to do the thing.
1: You have to Fill do the, the thing. Fucking Scott, yeah. Scott and I, uh, you know, Scott mentioned you know, doing the sketch of the wife of the Downeaster Alexa narrator. We are, since we are in lockdown, doing this sketch show occasionally and we cannot hear any reaction from any audience.
0: (laughs) We have gone
1: fully into the, well, this is just for me stage of like sketch writing. You know what I mean? Because it's like- it's going to be silence, no matter what. Even if it's the funniest thing you've yeah, ever written you, in your you life, you might
0: as well be live streaming your poker game or something like that. Exactly, exactly. So it's like yeah,
1: yeah. Like there's no such thing as a crowd. I mean, there's a, it, you could potentially please the crowd, but you won't know. So you might as well please yourself. That's been that's been the guiding the guiding the organizing principle of the show recently.
0: Uh, one um, time in the quarantine uh, for last year's uh, Thanksgiving Eve Power Hour. It was in November and it was the first time, obviously it was Thanksgiving Eve, uh, it was the first time I felt we did this big ass live show, didn't have any crowd interaction, uh, obviously. And then it felt like truly like I was just backstage fucking around with my friends for like the first time in a long time. And I'm like, am I harnessing like green room energy and now bringing that to like the live Mm -hmm. stream world? Because the sitting element of it, the kind of like stationary element of it, it becomes less performative and more like dialogue and then all of a sudden you're like holy shit this is just chopping it up with my friends it th- it looks like it, it could be a conference room it could be like and, a, a fucking and that's zoom meeting and fun maybe that's yeah. pleasing for an audience i don't know they, they maybe. I, I, yeah you know I have any <laughs> port in the storm i'll fucking watch whatever at this point i just need sure. human interaction human connection exactly
3: uh, we uh, we were going to be on stage what we were going to be on stage like six months ago, we were going to be sure. on stage three months ago. Yeah. And I don't even know what that's going to be like. I don't know if we're going to bring that energy of not giving a hell to live I performance. Know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I just don't know. Yeah. It's a weird time. I did. I, my show is a little bit of like uh low, no effort, low concept. And I just toured and did that. And so it felt like I was half-assing it a little, but that is what high and mighty kind of is at the same time, but it did feel really weird to be on tour. It it felt, you know what the weirdest part was asking people to come to the show, like promoting it is where I felt the worst, where I was like, (laughs) "Uh, I know it's like, please be vaxxed because there's a disease, but also come see me do live comedy. But people were fucking into it. And that that was really exciting. People, there are people who are uh, understanding of the potential dangers of our uh, pandemic, but also, Miss live shows, and there's for like sure. a solid Venn diagram of safe fun in there. I feel like for sure,
1: you know, it's weird. I went, I just uh, a couple of weeks ago went to the troubadour for the first time, and I've seen Ooh. a few, you know, I've been to like the bowl once and the forum once, and you know, I've seen some shows since things have started to thaw, but mm. I hadn't been to the troubadour, and um, and I went, and um, th- there's something about this year and a half stop that. Like I became older and older and older day by day in the time before it. But now that there was a pause and I'm going back to it, it's like, it is undeniable now that I am the old guy at the show.
2: You know what I mean? (laughs) I
1: became that very slowly day by day over, over (laughs) decades um, You know, like moving further and further back from the stage itself and like wanting to have a wall to lean against and, <laughs> you know, whatever. But like going back, I was like Ben and I were fully in the back corner, like up in that little crow's nest by the by the sidebar thing where it was just like very comfy. We weren't really in the scrum. We could side, kind of
0: see it all. And it was like, oh, no, now we're just now we're the and we're the old guys of the show. Well, it's like it's like when you uh, see someone every day uh, versus like, oh, it's been six months. I've seen my pr- this yes. person, and you're like, holy shit, well, your hair yeah. got long, or holy shit, you lost weight, or holy shit, you gained weight. Whatever it might yeah. be, that's like. But if you see that person every day, it doesn't hit like that. But if you close your fucking front door and open it up again a year and a half later, you're like. Yeah. It's or, like uh, uh, yeah, Matthew or they McConaughey. go on junior
1: year abroad or <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they come back and it's just like there are changes. Those changes were probably happening day by day. I also was just in New York last week and it was like, oh, I am. I interact with the city in a very different way. I am now fully a middle-aged man roaming <laughs> this city, and there are things that I that are not appropriate for me, you know. And <laughs> like the the you know the person sitting alone with a book at the bar, you know, it is now me. And like, yeah. you know, the other people who are doing it are like my age or maybe even 10 years younger or whatever. It's, yeah. it's all strange. I've, I It is undeniable that I am in a new stage of my life. I, yeah. I don't think I would have been able to see it if I hadn't had to like step away.
0: Yeah, the slowdown let lets you like focus in on yourself and mm-hmm. kind of like analyze in a way, and then reintroduce yourself into society. And you're like, yes. "Well, this is uh, I'm wearing a different hermit crab shell now." <laughs> like definitely. this one is just, yeah, this one's just definitely. A, I judged it a lot over the last year and a half, arguably roughened some edges by less interaction, and then here I am sure. back out the new me. Sure, <laughs> sort of like the old one, but <laughs> a little less comfortable around people. And <laughs>
1: yeah, and maybe and maybe that will be the energy, Scott, that we bring to the stage when the show ultimately does come (laughs) back and maybe that will be a welcome energy. People will be looking forward
3: to it. I've been so busy just moment to moment to moment that it, I I know this sounds awful, but it's gone rather quickly or at least it's gone without much demarcation of change. Yeah. Right. And I I was telling uh, Mr. Gabrus that uh, next week, next Saturday... I'm flying out to Georgia and going to set for the first time. Oh, wow. And I don't know what, who I'll be, what I'll be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't even imagine. That's like
0: the crucible. Like, if you're like, oh, I've been alone a lot or, uh, you know, in my isolated a lot. It's like landing at a fucking film set is uh, (laughs) fucking heavy.
3: (laughs) Getting on a flight. Yeah. uh, Being in, in small town, Georgia. Um, where I, I have to imagine, uh, I know the set's going to be very aggressively safe, but I, I, I don't yeah. know what it's like in any part of the country. Right? Well, now. in so. in
0: uh, in small town southern SoCal, in like Manhattan Beach, it's like fucking totally, yeah, <laughs> the totally. It's, yeah. <laughs> totally. So completely it's a completely different ten energy Horn down down Flats, there. <laughs> ten yeah, Horn Flats compl- in
1: Burbank <laughs> is a sovereign state. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You can't count yeah. on nobody. It's <laughs> fucking wild, uh, uh, Scott. You were saying before we started recording, you've been getting into CDs, and also yes. in, in our text thread, sent a picture of like a shit ton of Billy Joel CDs that you were. Uh,
3: what I what dug up? up? Yeah, I dug up, up a bunch. You. I dug up a bunch because uh, I've kept all of my CDs. At one point, I kept all my long boxes, and and they all went relatively recently away. But I had a very large collection and then just, you know, went online to get the others. And the, a brand new Billy Joel CD, first of all, the thing that bumps me out is they don't have the Columbia sort of just red text oh, down yeah. the side that they yeah. all used to have. They're a little more designed, which I want to know. I do want to know all about that process. Yeah. I like, do want to know like who they came to. It's like who's revamping Light- the
0: g- graphic design. Yeah, like, what Street are you Lights- doing with?
3: <laughs> yeah. Streetlight Serenade. Yeah. Like that it's 2021.
0: Not- <laughs> we need new art for Streetlight Serenade. You're like, are you sure, guys, for CDs? I don't yeah. know. <laughs>
3: oh, no. And it has like artwork on the CD. And the CD was $6. Like, th- these were less than the tapes brand new. Where? Um, uh, Amazon. I'm okay, not, all right. Like, you don't have, thrilled to say okay. that, but that's a, you uh, don't have to be uh, but I needed them quickly. Uh, right. and, Billy understands, and yeah, I, I I've been listening to the CDs and and loving it. Um, but it's 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 weird. I, I I've been thinking about this more than anything. Is that it's twenty twenty one. And I'm going to talk about Billy Joel on a podcast. And Billy Joel, to me, is 1970s, 1980s, maybe 1990s, and it stops. And I don't know. I think about my childhood a lot with Billy Joel.
0: Yeah, it's I hard think he, hard not to.
3: Yeah, and- because
0: of his lack of present or lack of new stuff as we got old. Like he wasn't like he never had his like get a grip like Aeros. Yeah, like I guess he had. Uh, what album is River of Dreams on? Maybe it's even River of River Dreams. Of Dreams. Yeah, River of Dreams. It's River of Dreams. Yeah. That yeah, was like, it.
1: But, that, but even that, that was like
0: 94. Yeah. 93, 94. But that was like I the fully, last thing that he, like, you feel like he, was new from him. Mm-hmm.
3: The thing yeah. that I worry about, that I think about a lot, is Rick Rubin getting a hold of him. Like, Rick Rubin got Neil Diamond, yeah. you know, to do a record. And right. And of course, Johnny Cash, that's a different story. But I'm, I'm worried about Rick Rubin. Getting, getting to to have that simulated Billy Joel album, they, yeah, and that would make me sad. He's so aggressive about not making records now. And I don't think he just, would.
0: I don't think he could be talked into making a record. I think he would. He would be quoted as saying, "Like, why would I do that? That's such hard work. Like, I just yeah, I'll just yeah. chop her his, into Madison Square Garden and play things that I, I. He even cops to like I could barely sing half of my shit anymore too. Like. I think it's hard for him out there.
3: <laughs> we're, wait, were we are. I don't even know if we were recording when you were talking about the self-deprecating Long Island vibe. I'm not sure. It. Yeah,
0: I think we were. Yeah, we were. Because that's I, I, I first heard him uh, on Alec Baldwin's all, like uh, podcast. They were sitting at a piano and Billy's like talking through different songs and songwriting structure and like playing the fucking piano a little bit. It was pretty cool. You OK over there, Dave? You guys. My my, uh, Amazon Alexa thing. Oh, now I just woke her up by saying that.
1: It was just was pulsating a, a menacing yellow and still is. I don't know what that means.
0: Oh no, that's a bad sign.
1: No, I'm not. It seems kidding. like a well, bad I, sign.
3: I, I kind of said something a bit disparaging about. But I don't, she couldn't. Have,
1: I got my headphones. She can't hear. Oh no, oh, yeah. she
3: can't. Dave, Dave. Although
1: it, it happened again when you said Amazon. <laughs>
0: Well, Downeaster Alexa really might be affecting her as well. You know
3: what? <laughs> Again? I I, th- I think I think you might have a Dalek there. I oh yeah, I, th- I think I think you, you might have gotten a Dalek. Why is it happening? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I can you know. I can tell you what orange is, I can tell you what green is.
0: I yes. certainly yellow? can tell you what
3: blue is. Yellow i is like yellow ju- is
0: like think yellow means just hand stuff, no mouth stuff. Okay. Okay. Wait, are we still talking bandana codes? I forget.
1: <laughs> Have you ever seen the full key of like hanky code no, colors no. and stuff?
0: Because it it's does like it get rather specific. It gets
1: incredibly specific. I love that about. And and also, it's like goldenrod means this while, uh you know, whatever. Yeah, yellowish
0: um, Yeah, it's like maroon yeah, and yellow-ish brick red this,
1: two different or, things. Or, you
3: know, yeah, saffron means this. And it's like, how f- well-lit are these clubs? And, and, and you have to be in a Sherman Williams, really, yeah. to... Yes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have swatches at the All ready.
0: It's also funny to imagine that uh, the marigold next to the yellow are, like, two wildly different sex acts. Like, <laughs> to- one's like, totally. you're eating yeah, one fecal matter like, and the bowl, and the other one is Yes, kissing. and the other is, like, <laughs> musicals. <laughs> right. Uh, light, uh, light role play <laughs> uh, when, when we decided we were going to talk about Billy Something that started playing through my mind is He's such a huge part of my life But he's I'm so also uninformed on him I, like, I right. never like And I'm one of those dudes who's like I like to listen to the album But Billy has, was never that for me Billy, I mm. sort of like maybe I slightly rejected him for a while as a kid because my parents liked him so much. And then also it seemed cheesy at the time. And then like you found the bet, like you found the more and more like, and I'm a huge fan of like epic storytelling kind of music. Like I find like a lot of my favorite songs, you know, like I, I love like uh, Neutral Milk Hotel and uh, Arcade Fire, like these like big. And I think Billy kind of does that in in a similar old school way. And right. so but I feel like everything I know about Billy or everything I like about Billy has been like accidental osmosis from like just being raised on Long Island. My family's all Billy Joel fans, but sure. no no one is like bro, glass houses, you gotta get that, like, no one knows any of that shit in my family, but we all love Billy, like, it's yeah. it's the most Dude, Long Island way to be a fan of something, to be honest, <laughs> is to be like, I absolutely love it, well, how much do you know about it? As little as I possibly need to.
3: It's like, okay, yeah. enjoy critical race theory, or like, whatever, yeah. like, whatever your
0: bugaboo is.
3: You, you, you brought up cheese, and an interesting thing about it is, and, and it's very, like, childhood, self-centered, solipsistic, uninformed, whatever. I just assumed as a very young man, as a child, that everybody loved Billy Joel. That old people, young people, men, women, everybody loved. That across every spectrum, loved Billy Joel. And then I got a little bit older. you You know, we're talking high school, and I started to hear some hear tell of cheese, what you said, like, oh, it's cheesy. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't see that. And it wasn't until Stormfront that I was like, oh, oh, that's what they're talking about. And then yeah. retroactively, you could look at some things. I think it diminishes as you go to earlier in his career. But yeah, he's less cheesy in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, Cold Spring Harbor, he was, you know, maybe arguably trying to be uh, Elton John, but, but you know, a, a troubled troubadour. And then I don't understand, though. I look back. How did I not see that she's in Innocent Man?
2: Right.
1: <laughs> in in yeah. the songs off
3: of that. Like, how? I mean. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, Scott, you and I, so Scott and I are two weeks apart in age. And so an innocent man was seventh grade right so yeah and that is a time when you really cannot critically evaluate music you can't you can't engage with it as a critic at all and
0: and i'm a little i'm a little younger but seventh grade is that age where it's like the popular music gets to you and that's like exactly like you're like yeah seventh grade for me was like Offspring, Smash, um, oh, wow, Weezer, yeah. Blue album, like mid nineties, uh-huh. seventh. Uh, uh-huh. I think I was in seventh grade. Would put me at like ninety five, ninety four in there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that is well, like I
0: feel like seventh grade for some arbitrary reason, whatever that. that maybe that is thirteen. That's when you is- you start to have your own music taste. You stop like yes, your, and, your parents' like, music taste. Yeah. shakes off you a little bit.
1: Even the popular stuff that you don't like, you you have a physical reaction to because right. your body is changing. And you when, know, you're, at the, and when so, you're at the
0: dance and girl, I want to make you sweat comes on and you're like, okay, I guess I kind of like reggaeton as a 13 year old white kid. Like. Sure. Sure. <laughs>
1: uh, oh my God. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, Lord. That, was,
0: that came out when I was a little too young. It got popular Ooh, real fast.
1: <laughs> oh my God. And that would get played at a dance. <laughs> yeah. Mercy. That would not have flown a Catholic
0: school, my friend. Oh, yeah. Public school. No one's watching.
3: Okay. And I, think, I think the radio formats of that, I mean, being a little bit older, like WPLJ, Z100. Hell yeah. WNEW, WCBS might, FM,
0: 101.1. We play your favorite <laughs> oldies.
3: <laughs> but you see, I think at that point, and I, I, I might be wrong, I think you could almost hear Billy Joel on any of them. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And and that thus feeding my just weird perception of like, oh, everyone loves Billy Joel.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, for people our age, Scott, he never arrived. He was just always there. Yeah. You know? Like it, there were things that were always there, like the Beatles and stuff, but they weren't doing new things. Like he was he was an artist who was consistently doing new things from when we were aware of music until we were thirty.
0: It's you know, it's, and, Funny you say something like that because it's like he hasn't put out new music in a long time. He's been around for a very long time, but no one would like refer to him as oldies or anything like that either. You know no. what I mean? Like even in like 2020, you wouldn't be like, Billy still feels like pop music somehow. He still feels yeah. like, and which is like a, a testament to the man uh, himself, but also sort of that weird how he's kind of unplaceable in the sort of like what kind of music is this? Like, I don't, yeah. like, I, yeah, like and you know, piano, bar rock? Like, is sure. that a genre? Yeah. And that's, that is why it's weird.
1: Like, so there is a Billy Joel station at Sirius XM, but there's not another station that really plays him a lot. No. Except for like the, you know, the the hits in the seventies and eighties, the, the, those would get played on the seventies and eighties channel. But like the classic rock station doesn't touch it. I, I'm i on air He's not spectrum. not Yacht Rock, really. He's yeah. not really Yacht Rock. Uh, the Spectrum, which is like Adult Alternative or whatever, plays like a lot of like Dire Straits and Paul Simon and and things that are sort of similar. And and, and all their new acts are like Mumford and Sons and Lumineers and all the groups that look like they want to make you a Negroni. But, the, but there are like if I try to put in a Billy Joel song, it's not in our catalog. Like I can't pull one out and play it, which is really weird. Like why? Yeah. Why? He would fit in perfectly and yet he doesn't. And he I don't know if in, that's because you could
0: of put him his. on XMU really. Like he's yes. got like that weird, like Yeah you know, piercing power that I feel like he he's out of time and completely uh and it works in his favor that he's like so out of time. Yeah. I, this might be a long island thing, or at least why I feel a kinship to him. He does feel like he walks in both worlds of like trash and class and mm-hmm. also like blue collar and fancy music snob. Like he kind of has jock meets nerd energy, you know, like, um- oh, yeah. He's like the he's like the running back who plays the piano at the talent show or something, or like well, the mm-hmm. party animal who plays the piano at the talent show. And is like everyone's like, whoa, like, right. Like, he well, gives that I, energy I, I, in a good in a, in he a fun from, way. He is from
1: he's very Long Island and yet had a show of his songs on Broadway that was choreographed by Twyla Tharp.
3: Exactly. Like it's like both of those
1: things at the same
3: right, time. Right. I, I was thinking about this a lot because he f- always felt familiar to me even as a little kid, maybe especially as a little kid, because I was like, oh, that's like my cousin. That's like my older cousin or my older brother's friend. And I grew up uh, in a predominantly Italian town. And I was like, you know, one of just a few Jews. And I was like, yeah, that's like my Italian friend, Billy Joel. Came (laughs) to learn, came to learn Billy Joel's Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) I did not know this. But he uh he always felt like a relative or a friend of my older brothers. And and it felt very, very comfortable because he also was like inappropriate. But as a kid, you know, like you know, Catholic girls start much too late. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, you then, don't know I'm in the room.
0: My my kid age, Billy Joel is also like when he like Christy Brinkley who is like yeah. I fell in love with through National Lampoon's uh the vacation oh, movies yeah. and then also flipping his car like in my like he kind of had like this Long Island legend status to us too. We're like and again, this is probably way too Long Island cuz it's like 80s 90s trashy dudes where it's like he fucks the hottest chicks and he gets so hammered he flips his fucking car. It's a dream, bro. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was for my age like 11 through 16, that seemed very appealing.
3: <laughs> did he wow. did he ever drive through a house? Is it am I remembering I think that's that what right?
0: I, I think that's what I'm thinking. I think he like flipped a car into a house or crashed well, into a were- something.
3: Yeah, there were like three different incidents. <laughs> right, right, Um, So much so that Saturday Night Live had a sketch <laughs> that they didn't put a lot of work into. Um, <laughs> I don't was believe just, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was, not was it? disparage.
0: It was Tootsie's racing Billy Joel or some shit like that.
3: <laughs> it was very Tootsie, but it was just uh, drunk Billy Joel driving, as I recall. Which Very Tootsie. Uh, um, <laughs> Are you looking it up? I see you. Uh, I see your eyes. <laughs> no, no, Dave. I see, I see your no. eyes. Am I wrong? Because you, I, I'm. I, I stepped into it. You know your SNL.
1: I do, and I, I do have a faint memory of that.
3: I, I, but I, I can't. Th- I, remember, I, I can't pull it
1: up.
0: Uh, Billy Joel was like Billy Joel and Elton John and Rod Stewart were like my mom's favorite musicians, but my dad. Due to his, you know, uh, <laughs> aggressive heteronormativeness, really only liked Billy out of those. Guys. Like, he would always call Rod Stewart gay. He liked Elton John and Billy, but called Rod Stewart gay, which was like the funniest. I was like, amazing. Dad. I was like, Dad. it was that.
1: It was that fucking. It, it was that <laughs> semen rumor.
0: Yes. Dude, it fucking that fucked him up was for it? life. I
1: <laughs> bet, I bet it was. You know that that was just uh, an angry, publicist, angry manager right? or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: crazy. Was he that's- fired a
1: publicist, and the publicist was like, I'm, "I'll get you." And I'm like I'll a sixth grader you.
0: that's now having this conversation, yo. Uh, after the fucking uh, Three Musketeers "All for Love" song comes out that features Rod Stewart, Sting, and Brian Adams, and you're like, it was still know? going on then. Yeah, wow. Well, that we were still talking about it. That and Richard Gere, and we, Richard Gere wasn't even in a movie that we cared about. Kids cared about yeah. in the '90s, and we knew that about is, the gerbil, wow. or at least we talked about the gerbil. It's I love, just so I love I love how yeah. they're ve- well. <laughs> so to speak um
1: excuse I, me what i love is that like of course we all just accepted it that rumor just as fact no no follow-up questions necessary right, right, right. but it's like you how much of anything do you have to drink <laughs> yeah. that they have to pump your stomach
0: dude i don't you even know wanna, what i mean? i don't want to yeah. be too crass but there was conversations at the time of like We were, you know, this was peak like VHS pornography as well. Yeah. Getting that pre internet pornography, but you would like hear about like the Houston 500 and these things. And you'd be like, I know, you know, I've watched videos where women survive. (laughs) Like, how can Rod Stewart need to get his stomach? Like, and I'm like, this is me at like 14 and I'm having extended conversations about how much cum one stomach could handle. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I haven't had a blowjob yet at this point, but I'm very uh, at or given one. I'm just adamant about how it works. Jeez, yeah, no, we
1: that we I love that we just accepted it. the 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 celebrity rumor that got me when I was real little because I was already afraid of him was uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Some kid down the street uh, said that Ozzy Osbourne, because uh, you know we knew about the the biting the head off a bat or a dove or whichever version of it you've heard, but he, this kid told me a story that uh, Ozzy Osbourne was giving a concert. And then he was like, it was in the middle of his most popular song. And then he stopped the band. He was like, "Stop!" And uh, and somebody, like a roadie, brought him an adorable puppy. And he threw the puppy out into this, the crowd. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm not playing another note until that puppy is dead." That was you my. See, I've, uh, heard
0: heard
3: my I've heard, okay, I've I,
1: heard I, this. I've heard that. All right. I thought maybe that was that was uh, regional,
0: but I guess but it was
3: but No, some kid down the street back then was the internet. Yeah, oh, he was, Uh, yeah, Urban, Urban, Roger Cronkite
0: jumps uh, jumps regions in the craziest way. It's like, I, it, yeah. I remember going to college and meeting kids from completely different high schools. Like, yeah, we had this rumor going around our high school that Tyrese died or Tyson Beckford died. And everyone yeah. was like, yeah, us too. <laughs> it was like, why? It's like, he wasn't that weird. popular, but like, that was like a thing that everyone thought for
3: some reason. See, but that's fascinating. Like that pre-internet, that stuff getting around is fascinating because it has to do with like relatives or people moving yeah, people or, like or people, people like visited- it's like an
0: anthropological uh, anthropological study of like you see like the migration of ideas of like well Dave brings that to his cousin's house in Red Bank, New yeah. Jersey, who then brings yeah. it back to his high school summer camp in the tri state area, brings you know spreads it out, and then you you see all that, and then it's like the stickiness of the rods again, pun intended, but like uh, the Rod Stewart story is like that's going to get drilled into a thirteen year olds again, pun intended, more than anything else, like yes that you hear at the time, like nationwide had, worldwide. We had Paul from Wonder Years grew up to be Marilyn Manson was a big yeah, one sure. in the, that was in the 90s. Yeah. That was
1: a big one. Did you ever have like Xeroxed things of jokes? You probably oh, well, didn't, But fa- uh, faxed. Gabris, Just Also faxed. Maybe faxed. On faxed, thermal maybe faxed. paper. Maybe faxed on thermal paper. I remember there was one that went around my college campus in like 1989, 90. There was like uh, synops- synopses for Brady Bunch episodes that like that started kind of normal and then got like off the rails like real dirty and like laughs tonight as alice found uh you know whatever and like and, and I, what i remember laughing about was all the laughs tonight stuff and also all the verb tenses were always like all over the place. And I was like, why you wouldn't, you sure you wouldn't proofread this before you took it to the fax machine or folded it and put it in an envelope to mail to your friend at another school or whatever. We didn't like email did not even exist in my college career at all. Like it was, I was a couple of years into my professional life before
0: email. I'm, I'm the 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 age where email was prevalent in college, but everyone used their college emails because you didn't email wasn't important until college for some reason. Like, I'm just yeah. I'm just on that age where it was like instant messenger in high school, the chat rooms in high school. Then it's like arriving in college with email and like uh, predating uh, streaming video too. like, you had to like wow. watch QuickTimes times on like weird fucking bootleg websites to see shit.
1: I can't imagine inter- what, what instant messenger would have been like if it had existed when I was in high school, like how oh. dependent on it, I would have been.
0: Dude. I pretty oh, much. Flirted my way into my marriage over Instagram with Tiffany, which is like crazy,
3: but instant messenger, instant, instant messenger. Not- sorry, not Instagram. No, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, I was going to jump in on that. But, but do people do. Oh, so old. Do kids even do that? Do they have that kind of direct sort of interaction Or is it, like, one way on social media? Because social media isn't chatting. I think a lot of people That's all we
0: had. I think a lot of younger people are DMing on social media chats as if it's a text kind of thread. I do think there's a lot of, like, running dialogues. And, like, I think the group chat is the, like... Uh, is and look, I, we, I nothing. We're just dating ourselves here. I believe the children call it yeah. the group chat. Like, but I think like the group chat is the closest you have to like uh, calling your friend on the phone. Like, you know, we used to talk on the phone back in the day, or like, yeah. That, yeah. I think the group chat is that is like the party line of like you know you have like your a, a couple of different group chats going with a couple of different group friends. I think that's like a very specific younger person thing.
1: You know, and also not to, not to like, I'm, I swear, I'm not trying to like shoehorn it back, but my like late seventies memories that are largely set to Billy Joel songs also include my, cause I was, my brothers are like eight and 10 years older. So in like, you know, 78 ish, they would both have been in high school and I was whatever, six or seven. And, uh, and my memories are of them hanging on the phone with their friends for hours and me being in my room, doing whatever I'm doing, and my mother with the laundry, standing on the stairs, quietly listening to my brothers be on the phone. Um, just keeping,
0: keeping tabs.
1: Keeping tabs, waiting for them to, you know, say something that she could be mad at or, or whatever. But it's just like that weird sort of energy in the air. And then, and then somebody would put on The Stranger on vinyl.
3: <laughs> and we
1: didn't call it on vinyl because it was, that was the only way that you could listen to
0: music. That's just how you listen to music. Yeah. That
1: was just, it was uh-huh. like, that was music. But anyway, that's, At, that's my 1978 went, in an image. I
3: think he went from tapes to CDs for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, okay. you had him went, on tapes.
0: And then I think for me as well, I think I had Billy tapes when I was really young. Cause I would be the age where I got into Billy because my parent like, uh, oh, Jonathan always dances when we put on Uptown Girl, you know, and like uh, here put on we got a bit to him. We got the Casingle or whatever. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel like Billy was so prevalent in my like and he and this is maybe I keep saying Long Island, Long Island, Long Island, but maybe another. Layer of uh, or subgenre of human being that I'm in that Billy is heavy in is alcoholics. Like uh-huh. I feel like he's like a, he's good drinking music. Like he's not sure. depressing drinking music. He's like drinking at a bar or on a or on a boat music. And I think I think that is represented in his fandom. I mean, maybe I'm attaching like Long Island culture to it. I'm just like substance <laughs> abuse, but I I do feel like he hits that. He's kind of like. You could put Billy on at like most parties, most whatever the demographics of the party and most parties and people wouldn't really complain unless you have just like uh, we didn't start the fire over and over and over again.
1: Truly offensive in every way.
0: Ooh, got them feels. You got me in my feels, baby. It is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. Uh, It's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep each month. And if you're not sure what CBD does, it helps you naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness by just placing a few drops of the tincture onto your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. Now, if none of that makes sense to you, if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. It works naturally to help you feel better. No hangovers, no addiction. You know I enjoy my... Uh, feels my CBD tinctures with my morning coffee and then again uh, before I brush my teeth before bed or if I'm being honest I don't always brush my teeth before bed but I do always take a few hits (laughs) a few drops of feels Um, I enjoy that and look it ships direct to your doorstep in a few days it's the natural new healthy better way to feel so join the feels community get feels delivered to your door every month you'll save money on every order and you could pause or cancel anytime Uh, so isn't that exciting? I say get on board. Find out if CBD is for you. Feels is high quality and it works well. Uh, start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Uh, I know it helps me sleep or it at least helps me reduce my anxiety or something because I feel better when I'm on my C B D regimen. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels dot com slash mighty. In the ad description for Express VPN, they want me to talk about a time I searched for something online you wouldn't want others knowing about. How about several times a day? I'm searching for some shit I don't want someone to check out. Uh, okay, so I know what you. Some of you are probably thinking, like, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something I learned. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express It doesn't matter who your ISP is, your internet service provider. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background, so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. And it's available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV, so there's no excuse for you not to be using it. All right, protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit the exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash mighty, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash mighty, M-I-G-H-T-Y, expressvpn.com slash mighty. You bring up something there a little bit that triggered. talking to my wife yesterday, we were listening to the Billy station while we were driving to a friend's house and she goes she, we went right before the pandemic to uh, an MSG show with my entire family. I told my mm. wife she had to do it where she rides the Long Island Railroad from my mom's house where we bring on our big beers and buy, and buy big beers for the ride home and you got to be on the on the train ride home with everyone who's coming from Madison Square Garden. Everyone's sure, sure. on the train. I take my and Tiffany was like after the show, and she's always been a Billy kind of fan, but it's not culturally hers. She's from Westchester, totally different world, sharks and jets. But uh, she she was like, you think, oh, I he I know some of his singles. I'm gonna know a few of his like big hits. And then he plays twenty-five songs, and you know them all, even if you're not a Billy Joel fan. The man yeah. the man has like his like his like 30th most popular song charted. Like it's, like, it's like, he's sure. like one of those dudes who's just like, you're like, and like Seinfeld has that. Did you know that these two storylines that are legendary are in the same episode? Like, Billy has that too, where like, and those songs are back to back on an album. And you're like, yeah. that's fucking cr-. He doesn't have the a greatest shit ton hits. of albums for how many great hits he has. The
1: the he's greatest like hits is different- two CDs, yeah. and it came out in 86 or something. Right, right. He right. wasn't close to being
3: finished. <laughs> right. Um, it yeah, might have been like craziness. four CDs. Like the first one is that gray one that has oh, awesome double disc. Uh, yes. You yeah. know, real chunky boy. And yeah. then they came out with like a single disc red one of oh. new hits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you see, the other thing about them is the thing I, I found to be an epiphany of his because I think I started around The Stranger then maybe double back to 52nd Street. But mm-hmm. then um, I think I won songs in the attic in a raffle or songs oh, from the attic.
0: Flowers in so right. the attic,
3: songs <laughs> from the attic. And that was an epiphany because it was like, Oh, I don't know any of these songs, even like "Say about to Hollywood. Right. And, and I love them. And it sounded like a different artist. It sounded like a different person. And the first song is a science fiction song. Yeah. Was it Manhattan twenty twenty nine? Miami 2027 oh, Miami. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. There are. It is twenty twenty seven. God dang, it is Miami. I've listened to it a million times, and that sucks. But
0: oh, please, I literally would have called that like Fahrenheit four fifty one. So don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I get it.
3: <laughs> but it's it's like a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good, funny, wry science fiction CM corn kind of jam, and. <laughs> That whole record just is amazing. That record is the one I probably listen to the most. And then a bootleg of Live from Long Island, which was only a, pardon me, a VHS tape that somebody taped onto an audio tape for me. And I listened to that so much. It was getting warped. And now when I hear some of the songs and there aren't some like slight warblings or changes i think something's wrong
0: oh that's okay. so funny You're like so what am i listening jam? to i'm so adjo- i'm so familiar with this part of the song having this thing in it oh that's really that's yeah. really
3: funny oh, it's uh, bad, an like- angry young man um, <laughs> okay. and it just like but uh, yeah i f- found the dvd and again for this and uh yeah this is just a dvd of whole. live
0: from long island you found that someone yeah. oh man oh, i'm putting that on what year
3: thing. what year is Live
1: from
0: long island oh god hold on i'm just gonna and, and, and what, what out of curiosity nassau coliseum yeah, that, maybe it, it,
3: that's it hell yeah hell
0: is it? i saw i saw i've seen a lot of shows at nassau coliseum but the one of my favorites was beastie boys rage that would also oh, place shit. me in yeah. the nineties high school life. Yeah.
1: Deeply, deeply in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. I did a uh okay. There's a venue on Long Island. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. Kind of smallish and and it's like in the round this, a little? A little
0: bit in the round.
1: Um It's not Westbury
0: uh, Music Fair, right?
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So I I don't know if I told you this, but I don't last, know if you did either, but not go last year, two years ago. I was the create. I was the creative director for the Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling North American tour. <laughs> they traveled the country to just mix and mingle with their fans, and it was uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it was not it was not great. But we played <laughs> Westbury Music Hall, and and it was utter fucking chaos because that the stage is below everything, yeah, right, and everything. It's like some sort of Gladiator situation, but there's no separation between the audience and and whoever is on stage, and it was a very conversational kind of show, as you might imagine. And so people were just drunk as shit, just walking on stage. I know
0: people just are just being killed. like, "Let
1: me pet." It was it was they brought their dogs with them, and the dogs were running around on stage and whatever. And people came up and pet the dogs, and it was just like, I think these two women are going to be
0: killed in this venue. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't feel great about it.
0: My earliest Westbury Music Fair. Uh, oh hell yeah uh
3: 1980 1982 1982 my birth year i gotta get that shit and uh distributed by intergroove media gmbh so this is maybe legal yeah maybe wow and that that
1: picture of him is not 1982
3: not at all (laughs) this is like way later oh
1: that's way later
3: this this is a little you can see this is from the videotape yeah, yeah,
1: sure. That, that makes, makes sense. Okay, sense. what's what's the opening with? What's the opening? With? Let's talk through this. Set oh, list. I, can, I
3: I mean, I might be able to. Ju- I mean, I've heard this a billion times, but it's Allentown. Oh yeah. And okay. You hear the, you hear the, whatever that kind of, you know, like that pneumatic yeah. kind of thing, and the thing getting hit. The and clang, it's going. On, yeah, yeah. And it's going, and then the crowd goes crazy, and that is doop, 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 doo. And they go right into it. The crowd goes insane. My roommate,
0: second semester freshman year, was from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, Allentown. I'm like, oh, like the Billy Joel song. And he's like... I've never heard of it. I was like, "How do you live in Allentown and not know the a song with really? the, the titular name?" I could, I blew my fucking that, mind. What I, was the like, I was like, "Hell!" Oh, I, I think
1: that was, I think, oh, you, I think you, there was some was, psychological.
0: I was about to say, "It's." It was, that was a
1: trauma response.
0: It was indicating, as I would a, eventually learn from him, that he was yeah. not uh, from the same plane of existence as I was.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. And what's the closer there, in
1: live from Nassau?
3: Oh, um, I'm 99%. It's souvenir. Ooh. Yeah. Which he always, he ends a lot of, uh, concerts with souvenir and a phrase. Do you guys know the phrase he ends his concerts with? I do not. Don't take any shit from anybody. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, I've heard many a concert. I think I've, I don't know if he did it at the bowl like a couple years ago. Maybe he's over that, but that, you know, that was his catchphrase. I mean, I'm going to say it. It was his catchphrase.
0: That's so so fucking, like, that would be, like, fatherly advice on Long Island to be like, hey, before you go away to college, just remember, don't take those shit
3: from nobody.
0: Thanks, Pop. Okay. What about, like, 401ks or insurance? No? Okay, yeah. What I (laughs) said.
3: (laughs) the college thing reminds me you were talking about your roommate I don't remember this was it's more it's most important that this this was a girl I knew I can't remember if it was a girlfriend or a friend or whatever she had a, a um you know a roommate in their dorm the first year of college and that girl would listen to goodnight saigon every night to go to bed wow and, oh wow. Wow! What a choice!
0: <laughs> that was her good. That, I mean, that was her good night
3: song. But maybe she was focusing too much on the first word.
0: Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, the song is a uh, complicated yeah. in a way.
1: <laughs> Does he still bring out veterans at every? Well, I guess he hasn't toured in a long
3: time. But uh he's, if he were to play. Tourist. Does he? But I mean, we saw him at the bowl. I mean, maybe okay. It was four or five years ago. I don't know. It okay. wasn't that long ago. I think he's coming but to no, Vegas no. in February. I'm gonna try to get tickets. Ooh, this is act- okay. I think we just got some news here. Yeah. I yeah. uh, scoop. But no, I think he brings yeah, back. I, I don't think he brings out. He didn't bring out veterans. Okay. But uh, there other, that was a thing for a while though.
0: Yeah, there oh, are yeah. other cool things he does. Allegedly too is he doesn't sell the front row yeah. of his shows. He doesn't sell those tickets he leaves them empty because the uh, it's so oh, he says it's always rich people who are uh who don't appreciate it so he keeps it empty and then goes and sends like security to get like pick 20 lucky fans to from like it. the nosebleeds and put them right in the front row cuz he oh, says that'll it. get they'll give him the energy that like the, Man, seeing the them being that and i'm like this is that's fucking that's like bar performer life it's like get the rowdy ones up front let that'll give me the energy to smash my little fucking sausage
3: links against these keys all night so that's, fucking
0: cool, man.
3: That's cool. As he chance. was he was so funny at the bowl. Yo! Like I mean it it was like it was great music, but it it's funny. Springsteen he uh, he he says, "Oh, I'm coming out with a show and and it's on Broadway and it's him talking, playing music." That was the Billy Joel concert, he, except he was being like maybe a little bit more Andy Rooney uh, again to date me. Uh, <laughs> It was just like him complaining about stuff, making fun of people. <laughs> but, I think he did five to 10 minutes on Elton John. Oh, uh, I gotta say,
0: you said we, 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 we referenced him as being a little cheesy earlier, but uh there are a lot of bands and, and, and performers still rocking from his era that you, uh, you can think are pretty cheesy. And then there are some that are a little more self, like I love Bruce, but he's definitely way more self-serious and Billy, is a, a goo like he's goofy enough and doesn't take himself so seriously that it's not like seeing Bon Jovi. You know what I mean? Like Bon Jovi. You're like, okay, yeah. John, relax, <laughs> man. But like with Billy, it's like he doesn't feel it doesn't feel super serious. So like it's night like when he breaks it down to joke to you, like it feels more natural than like he's not putting on like huge stage shows with like lighting displays and shit just to like wow you. It, he knows it's like I, I, and that's just something that appeals to me greatly. I, it's the, unscripted. It's unscripted. Yeah, it exactly. it's, it's
1: bullet pointed. It's bullet pointed. Yeah. It's not but scripted.
3: it just it just feels intimate it feels like you're in the same I mean you are in the same room with him but but just it's like just you and him and a couple people I
0: think the sitting it, yeah. at the piano lends it to that too more so than like standing and holding a guitar or standing and singing like the piano that feels like where you would turn and be like this one's for uh, the guy drinking uh, tonic and gin over there you know he's a real estate well, and he's novelist screwing around, he's writing he... books about <laughs> selling houses or something whatever the fuck that profession might be <laughs>
3: a real estate novelist
0: and uh, no, but he's screwing around
3: I, he on the piano between the songs. Like he's playing little snippets of other songs. That, on BJ the DJ, one of the f- coolest things he does is play uh, the
0: piano and and let you hear the songs he steals his songs from. Like he'll be like, "Yeah, so this is Otis Redding doing da 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 da," and he's playing it. He's like, "And then this is pretty much what I do." And then he like just changes it enough, and you're like, "Oh, god, like he just sells himself out in such an interesting way." That's fascinating. Yeah,
1: Ben is really good at that. My partner is a uh, is a composer, and like when he hears a song, he will he will be like, "Oh, that is this plus this," and then he'll play those songs, and it's like, "Yep, you're absolutely right." I I don't it it whizzes right past me. It's all it's all magic. It's all you know. It's all magic to me. Um. Oh, okay. Well, what is what is? It's still rock and roll. It's still rock and roll to me. Is what it is. Um. (laughs) What are our interpretations of real estate novelist?
3: I took it that he was a, uh, a real estate broker, but that he uh, wanted to be a novelist. That he with dreams of being a novelist, write, right? Because everybody, you know, one person yeah. wants to act, but he's sure. he's a bartender. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. yeah, yeah. Ooh, that I, was
1: mine. Did you think it was actual? Wrote I, no, that makes novels way, about that makes way was more the sense. James Patterson of
0: <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was like really like a novels. Solves <laughs> crimes. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, it's this ha- Century this is 21 a- Forever or whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that's the I'm art in Billy role. When I saw Billy at the garden, he had uh, Bill- uh All right, so Billy came out on stage. He didn't look great. He like he, uh, Not that he didn't look great. He looked great. He looked old for the first time in my life. Like the yeah. first time I saw him, I went, oh, shit. Billy's like legit old now. He's like fully Big Ted gray goatee. I'm like, oh, this is the first time I'm seeing him. And I'm like, right. He's an older man. And but then he's like rocking so hard. I'm like, oh, man, he's still got it. Then he brings tony bennett out to sing new york state of mind with him and you're instantly like billy looks amazing billy is young <laughs> and cuz and tony bennett comes out and he fucking rocks it and he looks f- he looks fragile like yeah. he looks like please don't make him do this but he fucking <laughs> blew the doors off msg
3: it was fucking no, i mean I, I, new york yeah, state I of mind, to mind to there know. too
0: is a little bit of like uh you know the sweet well, that, spot on the bat
3: <laughs> like well, how insane did the crowd go because that is a nexus of realities it's mad madison square garden that's billy joel that's tony bennett did it went it went fucking ape shit
0: it truly went ape shit and i was like so deep in the nosebleeds and it was still so fucking rowdy up there it was awesome we were like smoking blunts everyone was blasted everyone me and my family were buying we were buying double Casamigos and sodas in like in like a thirty ounce cup and going through them. It just Billy oh. makes you like it's drinking music in a way. Like live Billy is like you got to have a cocktail while you scream. Uh, there isn't much bay for a bay man like m- me or whatever.
1: <laughs> wow, he's a, he's a, he brings the the dueling piano bar to you.
0: Yeah, he like, it, it is that piano bar energy. I mean, like, and maybe we're labeling. I'm like seeing only because of my myopic view of piano man but like it feels like he brings that energy of that song like m- m- in a meta way to all of his performances
2: of
1: course
0: uh,
3: um, uh, he y- y- you talked about his appearance listen i think he's a lovely man I, I he's i consider him a relative like i said he owns a lot of pugs really which, into pugs
0: and which makes sense in a way <laughs> yeah, that's where i'm
3: going that's where i'm going yeah.
0: i see what you're circling here yeah and i agree it owner uh chicken or egg People who get dogs that look like their owners, like, or to, do you eventually grow to look like your own dog? That's the question.
3: <laughs> I think it's scary. I think this is much more like, you know, picture Dorian Gray, you get the dog and it begins. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think he was there. <laughs> no. I don't think he was there.
0: Yeah, he. I caught, uh, like, something pug adjacent uh, in the air in his apartment, or his apartment. I'm so... My, I live in yeah, an apartment so i ske- I always refer to other people as apartments. it's like I don't think Billy Joel lives in an apartment but you
3: see <laughs> him as a peer I, I, it's it's a picture I yes. saw of him on a motorcycle with the pug in side the sidecar yes.
0: yes. oh no <laughs> that's a great yeah. I think it was
3: in like uh
0: GQ even uh I forget what it was in but i I remember I had that as a scre- uh, as my desktop wallpaper for a while.
3: I remember and it's that. a big smile on his face. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's had struggles with depression. He's, had, uh, he's been committed. He was committed during Cold spin, Spring Harbor. Um, I, I, I don't mean to make light of this in any way. I think he's had suicide attempts. And to see him in the, on this green motorcycle at this age with a huge smile on his face with a pug that legit looked like it was smiling too.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it seemed like a happy ending. <laughs> a bless.
0: A happy ending. I hope like it was ten years ago. So hopefully uh, he's yeah. got a, he's got another happy ending uh, around the corner. Hopefully he's getting tugged off after a massage. If if, if I have anything to do about it, I'll make sure.
3: <laughs> uh, he uh, he lost his have a, all his money. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, sorry, a few go, times go. His, his, yeah, his his managers. I think his managers like took his money. And uh, in fact, I think even late, like that song, great wall of China was about some screwed up business. And that's, that really? was on his last record, screwed up business relationship that yeah. uh, took money from him. Uh, it wow. makes
0: sense. And then he's also like got a handful of divorces on his case, you know, uh, a couple of rehab stints, like he's li- lived through it. He's been, he's been yeah. through the grind. Yeah. He's driven into a house. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I, um for, I, I don't think I ever owned a Billy Joel album. Uh, I think I got the greatest hits at Christmas, maybe 86, 87. Um, and, and it's only been like since getting into vinyl that I've been getting the albums. I I think, you know, I grew up with The Stranger, but now like 52nd Street and Glass Houses and, uh, and all that shit is like, those are, li- those are albums that you do listen to start to finish.
0: Right, yeah.
3: yeah. They're-
1: Fucking great,
3: Fifty Second Street, especially for, for some some reasons when I return yeah. to again, Zanf- and again and I think Zanzibar, Zanzibar is about is halfway through, perfect. and I, I I was listening to it for this, and my wife turned to me and she's during Zanzibar she's like I've never heard this before, yeah this is great and you just sort of smile and nod to yourself, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of course we is. did it.
0: They there uh, on BJ the DJ he explains the song Honesty is on 52nd Street and he uh-huh. he explains that he was working out that song, but he had the melody down and uh, so he'd be like nah, nah. And he would always play it and he was trying to find the words and practicing with the band. And I think he said it's Liberty uh, starts just adding, he's like, uh, he starts saying Sodomy sodomy to the tune of honesty and uh billy like he he said billy was like that inspired me to hurry up and figure out the song lyrics or else <laughs> we're never going to be able to not say sodomy and so they had to switch the, like they quickly came up with honesty as the lyrics there but he had the entire song i like, kind of laid out first
3: i was like that's- i know i i know that's a whole chapter in the liberty devito biography that i did not read yet
0: yeah well when when you guys come back on to talk strictly liberty we'll get yes. to,
3: we'll come back the liberty i episode. mean there is a there is that podcast strictly liberty uh <laughs> that's just about liberty devito
0: Someone was saying there's a, a great new Billy Joel pod. Well, I don't know if it's new, but someone, it was new to them, and they were articulating a cool Billy Joel podcast. I was like, oh, I, I'll make sure to check that out. But I also heard that there's a podcast called, like, We Didn't Start the Podcast or We Didn't Start the Fire, where they go through each reference in the song and give you, like, the historical context, like break <laughs> oh, down what, like, wow. JFK Blown Away is, which I'm assuming a lot of people know. But yeah, I think that was probably the one that <laughs> no. people need the least help with. Uh, but Billy guested on a recent episode i got to listen also oh, billy wow. billy was apparently on howard this week and i didn't i i missed it and I, like oh, those my. interviews are the best long island to long island Oh, of course I, yeah.
1: of course um I, okay i um and i have a i have to dig up this picture but i uh went backstage at uh, on the storm front tour in st <laughs> louis missouri in 1990 um awesome. because I was uh, one of the founders of like a, a of a teen crisis helpline thing that that uh, exists and still exists in St. Louis, and in our promotional material, we used You're only human, of course, right? <laughs> yeah, and his, sure. you know, he allowed us to do that, and so as thanks, we were like, we would like to bring you a plaque and a t-shirt and whatever backstage, and so it was me and a few of the other volunteers, and I was maybe nineteen or something. I was home from college for the summer. And we went backstage and we like took a picture where we presented the plaque. We gave him the T-shirt and he was like, oh, I was looking for something to wash my car with. And we were like, uh, <laughs> whoa, okay. Uh, it's, it's, okay, well, whatever. Um, and took a picture and whatever. So he's not only self-deprecating, he's also you deprecating.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's which, understandable. That that makes sense. He does feel yeah. like a wise ass in a good
3: way, like a, yeah, a ball yeah. buster. Yeah, yeah. I Nobody mean, was like, lyrics. hey. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say that song, uh, You're Only Human, uh, the Uh story in that is he kind of slips up his words at one point. No. And Christy Brinkley was there in the studio and was like, You should keep it. It's about making mistakes.
1: I've never bought that for a moment.
3: But you've heard the you heard the story. I I did hear that Urban legend.
1: Yeah. Some older kid told <laughs> that,
3: me. That's that that yeah, that's that's the older kid stories to me. Not the Aussie and the puppy, yeah, but rather, you know, somebody who is in young life saying, you know, Christy cousin recommended. From, uh,
0: yeah, Scott's cousin <laughs> from another town. Not to confuse with his cousin Billy Joel, but his other cousin,
3: <laughs> his younger cousins yeah, told My aspirational that. cousins, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, it it
1: doesn't even sound like he's messing up the words.
0: It sounds sounds like he's intentional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then he laughs real big and it's like, okay, I don't. uh, That was the first time I ever really felt lied to by Billy Joel. Or that kid down the street. I I forget, I
0: forget which album it is. Maybe one of you guys will be able to tell me. Uh, there's one that has a few instrumentals on it that have, and he like, I one time with BJ the DJ, he just referenced that. He's like, you know, you know, maybe I wasn't ready to make an album, and maybe a sign of that is that it has instrumentals on it. Who drops an album with instrumentals? I was like, yeah, oh, that's really funny. Like, I didn't even write lyrics for some of these songs, like the yeah. root, root beer serenade or whatever that one's called. Root beer. Uh, I think it's from. Yeah. Off of,
3: off of Street Life Serenade. And you just reminded me the 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 fan publication, which I don't know if it's still being made <laughs> for Billy Joel was Root Beer Rag. <laughs> that makes sense. And, uh, am okay. I going to eBay to look for a copy of Root Beer Rag? Yes, yes I you am. are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, and the
0: Mexican connection is the other uh is his other <laughs> it's a two-sided album. Uh Mexican Connection is the other instrumental on it. That's right.
1: And uh, it's what album? I
0: think um, it's is it Street Life Serenade? It's, it's Street, Street Life serenade. serenade, yeah. Okay.
1: Um that is the song that's been in my head for days.
0: Street Life serenade. serenade. Yeah. It's I catchy. I love it.
1: It goes. It is. I, it, I, it doesn't go like that, but it is
0: very catchy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, You're not going to catch me singing remotely how it goes. I can't. Yeah. You I cannot replicate. Yeah. I cannot replicate the sound of any no. music I like, even if I've listened to it a thousand times. Like right. even in karaoke with a backing track and people reading the lyrics on the wall, people still go like, "I don't know what you were doing up there, man." But that was hardly what you thought it was. It's like, that was hardly <laughs> regulators. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh what you guys have a favorite billy joel i mean street life sir uh you just said it's been stuck in your head a lot but yeah. uh I, I think my wart my attire lets you know that down easter lex is one of my big billy Clearly. joel songs and Clearly. when my my dad was really sick uh before he died <laughs> that's usually how that works out and mm-hmm. uh he, we were visiting him in the hospital and me and my brothers were carpooling in my brother's car leaving and the billy joel channel was on sirius xm at the time this is like 2010 or 2011 slaps it on and we're driving and uh downeaster alexa comes on and it's really touching and we're not talking and i'm kind of like looking out the window and i'm like tearing up and crying and i just like turned to my brother so i'm like this is fucking wild, huh? This like song and they're like, "Are you crying?" And they were just like not in the exact they were in a completely different headspace for some reason like they just I was like, "Oh man, we're all going to be bonding crying about dad being dead." And they were like, "Oh no, what are you what are you taking from this song?" I was like, "Oh, sorry." But then I thought about it. <laughs> the song has so many layers to it that it's like it's happy, it's sad, it's uh longing, it's hopeful. I I, I- it it tells a long story and has great stupid references. It's like right in my wheelhouse. Mm. The second I Mm. heard it, like Bohemian Rhapsody was the first song I ever heard. Like when I saw Wayne's world, I was like, I need like, that made me a queen fan for life. I'm like, this song is so epic and crazy. I became a queen fan. Then I, my mom's neighbor made me a tape. That was one side classic queen, one side queen's greatest hits, the blue album and the maroon album on one Mm. tape. And I wore the fuck out of that. And then I, f- I find that that and Billy Joel makes sense. Why my like later favorite musicians become like Radiohead and uh, arcade fire and shit like that. As it gets yeah. like bigger epics kind of storytelling, I'm like, did Billy Joel kind of inspire my, and I also really like synth music, which is not exactly Billy, but it is keys. So like, I, I feel like Billy's inspired a lot of my favorite genres of music. I feel like he's like yeah. a little origin story in my love of music in general. You yeah, need to listen
1: to you need to listen to Jake Wesley Rogers. He's a young if that's who I was seeing at the Troubadour, as a matter of fact. And he is so steeped in that like Elton John, Freddie Mercury, Billy Joel, uh 70s moment. It's oh, fine. like I feel like he's gonna be huge. And if if that's what you came up with, you will love it.
0: Oh, cool, cool.
1: Yeah, he's something else. Uh mm. They okay, your favorite album or favorite song?
0: E- either uh, I'll say song, but if you want to go album, go album, that's fine. Either one. Really. In mean, Zanzibar is up there
1: sleeping with the television on. Wow. wow. Look at you. Um, La- was it the
3: last re- last song on Glass Houses? I don't know. It's Side 2 for sure, but
1: uh it's just it's like it's him kind of doing new wave a little bit and I don't know, it just hit me at mm. the exact right time.
2: <laughs> um
1: I also have a weird connection to leave a tender moment alone from an innocent man. Oh. oh, don't know why. Look at you. Don't know why, but there it is.
0: It makes sense. Fuck oh. it. Oh, good song. I forgot.
1: forgot yeah. about that. The, I haven't thought about the, that song in a while. That's, playing.
0: That's the song that I just, in my head, went putting it on right as we, as soon as we get awesome. off of this, I'm putting that on. I haven't thought Perfect. of that song in a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Understated,
3: mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I don't mm. know. it's lovely. The aforementioned angry young man, Sure. Which, pardon me, prelude slash, angry young man. Great. Um, songs in the attic. Live record. Yeah. I'm what call a clever
1: it. way of of doing an, a record that's like, okay, now that I've arrived, everybody catch yeah, check
3: out my old stuff.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It works. It
0: works. Totally. <laughs> he he's totally. one of the he's one of those dudes like not fully like grateful dead or, you know, uh, adjacent, but like his live stuff is worth listening to. Like, I don't frequently feel that way, like for a lot of musicians, but his live stuff has like certain energy to it. Like, I recently heard i think it was a new york state of mind live from Shea or live from somewhere where there's no backing it's just piano and harmonica and it's like uh-huh. it fucking hits in a way and it's like you know the quiet that weird quiet of the crap where it feels full but quiet like the yeah the ambience idle human existence that you can kind of pick mm. up on just Get the energy you feel in some of those, especially uh, like I love listening to his, and that's why Live on Long Island is like being ordered today as well. I love listening to him in New York too, because it feels like even more
3: special for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, for an the obvious way he, reason, but yeah, no, he talks to the crowd like it's a buddy, yeah, uh, in that. And, and I would I would count live from Long Island if it was one of his records instead of a <laughs> a, a tape off of uh, a VHS a ta- audio 82. tape of a
0: VHS that you've now regotten as a, a DVD <laughs>
1: yes and and songs from the Attic uh, contains I've loved these days which mm-hmm. also speaks to Billy Joel's other great strength as being a generator of senior yearbook quotes. <laughs>
3: Like uh, this, every this is the high school
1: class. Yeah, this is the time. Well, that um, was our prom theme. Life is, is a series of hellos and goodbyes. I'm afraid it's time for a goodbye again. Um, <laughs> uh I'd rather laugh with the sinners than die with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. Uh, going to a Catholic school, five boys had that as their senior quote every year.
0: Dude, it's it's really <laughs> funny. It's really funny. I I like to use those that. Uh, little uh, refrain to kind of explain Billy Joel in a nutshell, because it is what I, Killer line. I'd rather uh, die with the sinners than laugh with the saints, or wh- whatever that. It's yeah. it's so fucking raw and real. But then because it's a fucking he's a Long Island dummy, he's got to be like because the sinners have way more fun. It's like yeah, no, 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 we yeah, knew got that it. part, dude. Got it. like that's got it, like, that's inherent in the yeah. in the cool poetry you just told us. But following it up with that is like we didn't start the fire, and by fire I mean the structural destruction of you know. You're like yeah. no, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, man. got it, got it. Yeah. but it is very Long Island to be like. Like, and this is for the people who are too wasted. I'm just letting you know that sinners are the good one is what I'm saying. Shake hands. Uh-huh. Get, everyone got yeah. it. Cool.
1: And it is <laughs> yeah, it's it's also a way for the crowd to be like, "We are fun."
0: Yeah, right. That's us. We are fun. <laughs> hey, I got it. Yeah. we are
1: fun. Let's have fun. <laughs> love it.
0: Well, maybe we can have a couple of Long Island iced teas together at like uh at the MGM or something before we uh, see uh, Billy live in February. Boy, um, do
1: I'm, I love a Long Island iced tea? Oh, man. Oh, all of the liquors plus just a little bit of sugar.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like mm. pe- when people learn that there's zero iced tea in it where it's like, oh, I was like, you put Coca-Cola in at the end to make it brown. Okay. Yeah. So that's how <laughs> nasty this drink is. <laughs> yeah. Do people learn that late? Yeah, I think a lot. I of think people- <laughs> that was the
1: first thing I learned.
0: Yeah. The first si- you learn it on the first sip. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I'm
3: like, nah, I think it is only been served in plastic cups. Yeah, of course. There's never a a glass that has had uh, a Long Island iced tea.
0: My friends have a podcast called The Sloppy Boys, and they do like different cocktails. And one of the ones they did was Long Island iced tea. I did that episode... And they were like, "Oh, we could drop off booze." And I have like a fully stocked bar because I'm 40 and you know lived in Brooklyn, so like that's just something that you eventually develop. And my wife is a drinker, so we have. And so I made, I was able to make a Long Island iced tea because I had every liquor here at my in my house, but everything is top shelf. So I like made a top shelf Long Island iced tea. It was like Belvedere, like this high end, like everything was like top. It was the most expensive, bad cocktail I ever <laughs> made. It was like oh. jungle juice using all of your high-end bottles. And it was How just... <laughs> bad did you two. feel? Dude, I had two. Oh, Dude, I no. made a second one. They're not no. easy. It's not like you just pour another one. I was like, fuck it. I'm having another. I felt really good while drinking the second one, and then uh-huh. not great when I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep later. I was getting uh-huh. a little... Oh. Sour mix, heartburn going
3: on. So, yeah. Sort of a Awful. sort of a
0: Hampton's iced tea.
3: Yeah, kinda, <laughs> yeah. for <Sort of, laughs> a more expensive real yeah, estate. Yeah,
0: the Southampton, uh the Amagansett iced tea. The
3: the king. <laughs> um,
0: dudes, I've been like just screaming at Billy Joel at uh, two people who are way more informed to Billy Joel than me. But <laughs>
1: not really. No, we have all felt him in this yeah. same way. Uh, That's yeah. what's
0: important.
3: That's and, what I wanted. And, that's I, I I just wanted to hear it. I feel like I he's you already of, had
0: it. He's one of those people that you're like. People are like, yeah, I'm not really a Billy Joel fan, but I do like this song. And if you go, what about this song? They go, yeah, I like that one. Like, what about this song? Yeah, I like that one. It's like, I, if you like 16 songs, you might be a fan. Like, like yeah. you might not realize it.
3: You know what's, are, what's interesting that I've thought about is there aren't a lot of needle drops like famous Billy Joel needle drops.
0: Yes. He doesn't have any big movie sequences.
3: There's, there's one song that I, it took me and it's a show that I love, but I didn't just think about it. There's one song that he did for a TV show that was on every week. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, do you, do you have it, Dave? Has it left? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your wheelhouse. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 you're not. Oh, I'll say okay. it. I know it, but I mean, I don't want to. Bosom buddies, and oh, and upon see,
1: that's not really what I was thinking.
3: Bosom yeah, buddies, and in fact, it was one of the first sort of like, why aren't they using the real song yes. moments? Where, because you're too young to know that? Oh, they couldn't pay for that week to week. Yeah, they had somebody right. else sing it.
0: Right, but, um, right.
3: No, what what is the needle drop that you're thinking of?
1: The uh, the sequence uh, to. Uh, Big Man on Mulligan Street or whatever from Moon oh, yeah, Landing?
3: Big Man on Mulberry Street from Moon Landing. a dance sequence with There's Bruce a, Willis. Yes. Bruce does his all of his own dancing, which now that I think about it, very similar to that season finale of It's Always Sunny. Oh. Where Rob did that extensive dance. Maybe yeah. that was inspired by Big Man on Mulberry Street with Bruce Willis. It, could uh, be. I, yeah, it is on I'm, YouTube. You can find it. It's always
0: sunny. Is doing enough episodes that they're eventually like, yeah, we can be inspired by season three, episode six of Moonlighting. Like, yeah, we, yeah we, oh, we, we, fair we, play. We, yeah, we're making two hundred and seventy-five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure out a few more premises <laughs> or whatever. Right. Uh but thank you guys for fucking coming on. This was so nice. Oh like, God. I. Hmm. I was like saying to my wife, I'm like, I have to get back to, we were going to the movies. I'm like, I have to get back for a podcast. And I, and I was like giddy about talking about fucking Billy. Like, it felt like I was like, oh, I can't wait Like to chat with my boys about Billy. It fe- I felt like a little kid. Like, I have, a, I have my scheduled call with my friends to talk Billy. So thank well, you so much for giving I, on me that. Let's make it regular. Hey, yeah. I, I I'm available on Zoom. We share one more screen where we play the you play some Billy over YouTube. We all we'll all be synced up. We can have a few long island iced teas, hang out like this. Oh, Little Billy what Joel a listening
3: party. What a dream. <laughs> well, in Vegas. I'm I'm finding out about this. Vegas. Yeah, my wife Great. and I'm gonna yeah, do some Googling
0: do right now. Maybe you guys can meet my mom. I'll fly her out. Oh um, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. she doesn't miss Billy or casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, do you guys have any uh, uh, your social medias will be tagged in the post here yeah. but do you guys have anything that you uh, want to plug I know Dave you have a new podcast which by the time I this do? comes out might have several episodes might have plenty of episodes out already but sure. plug Maybe. away it's 10 episodes Yeah,
1: uh, launched a couple of weeks ago waiting for impact Dave Holmes passion projects I am searching for a missing boy band from 1991
0: <laughs> it's, it's not, a of true, a crime. It's not true crime though it's not like no. You're, no, yeah, you're not no. interviewing it like police and in stuff. Nature, yeah.
1: But yeah, no, nobody's dead. <laughs> yeah. nobody's dead. You're not waiting Spoiler. for
0: the the reports back of the uh, Best Buy uh, pay phone. Yeah, no, no,
1: no, no, no. certainly not, <laughs> certainly not. Scott Kimball is uh, is in a couple episodes as well. Ooh, fun! Yeah.
3: It's a good time. Oh, I'm uh, We we had talked about it for years, and Dave finally took the bull by the horns. That's awesome. Uh,
0: and what what's the fun. story? They appeared in uh this boy band. They appear- were in.
1: They were in Boyz II Men's Motown Philly video for three seconds uh, in 1991. They were one of the acts that Michael Bivins was working with as he launched his his record label and his uh, entertainment deal with Motown. And uh, they uh, that was all they did was that three seconds in that, uh, <laughs> Boyz II Men video. That is all that they did that we were able to see.
0: Yeah, it's like Roanoke um, of mu- music. That's awesome. They, yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> they they came and went literally in three seconds. Their actual story goes on for much much longer. Um, and, uh, it is, it is a, it's, it turns out to be a really interesting story. Which
0: uh, that's so that's sick. I can't wait. Yeah. Tiff's listening to it and loving it. I'm still behind great. on, great. I'm on, uh, just finished audiobook five of the wheel of time, uh, series, which is like 40 oh. something hours, a clip. So okay. I, 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 my audio, I have behind on every podcast. I'm just fucking powering through audiobooks it's a brutal it's brutal Yeah, yeah. it's like hour and 25 minute chapters and i play it at 1.1 because the readers are a little uh i can crank it up a little bit because of their pace some people you can't but I, i had to take a i gotta take a break and listen to some pods uh do it Scott get
1: into this pod
0: we will do mm. waiting for impact Scott Yeah, whatever app you're listening to fucking high and mighty on uh, open that up right now take it out of your pocket look on the, whatever app it is Spotify mm. podcast Stitcher whatever uh, overcast uh, and download and just mm. subscribe right now to waiting for impact it's really not that fucking hard people <laughs> it's good it's good Thanks. damn good Thank
3: you. and uh, you know if you uh, watch television watch a walking dead show If you watch television,
0: there's a good chance you probably already watch a Walking Dead show, but pick up a fucking other one, you know, add a second one to the
3: res. And if you're (laughs) in a comic book store, buy uh, buy a copy of Die, Die, Die. Oh. Which is a comic. I do that with Mr. Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead, and uh, it's fun, insane. It's funny, when we started it, it was... I mean, this is years ago. This is Walking Dead season seven. We're in season eleven now, but we were like, we're like, you know, we should dive into conspiracy theories, and then <laughs> like the world did, but uh, but luckily ours are even more crazy than the world's.
0: Zyke. So. I, well, for now, uh, the world's getting crazier as we speak.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, By the minute.
0: Big fan of Kirkman here. My wife uh, worked at Stars. And she was, did the marketing for Walking Dead in season one and two, a few of the early seasons. And she did their Comic-Con booths and stuff like that. And <laughs> Kirkman, Bernthal, uh, Lincoln, and Yoon all came to see me do, see ASCAT at UCB in uh, New York during Comic-Con. And it was the coolest fucking thing because I went up to Kirkman after and I think because I was very funny on stage and also a heavy set bearded guy, he like immediately was like, you fucking killed it. I was like this guy. And I was like, and this was, I don't know. However long ago, my wife got that job in like 2006 or 2007, something like that. And I'm like, i'm so stoked to see the walking dead when it comes out but more importantly i have read every issue of invincible and i love invincible you need to make invincible and i'm like screaming about invincible and i'm so lucky that i get to also have watched invincible which has been fucking great uh you know what (laughs) he will be pleased to hear this yeah i just had to share my weird long distance connection to you via uh walking dead
3: that, no, you two yeah. guys, you and Kirkman should be on the same superhero team. Like you, <laughs> you, 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 you share a type.
0: I got, yeah. so I got I to meet his, I got to meet his Taylor because the few times I've seen him at the Emmys, I'm like, homie's pulled the tucks off. I got to find out where he's getting it because I always feel like a, offensive lineman, uh, like a DWI case or something like that, like going to court <laughs> to defend myself. <laughs> he's natty. He has people. He has uh, lots uh, of people. He's so. got people. I need people. That's what we all need. People. Ah. Uh, uh. あ I need people to uh, listen to Action Boys, actionboys.biz, Patreon podcast, where we talk about action movies longer than the movies themselves. The Gino Lombardo uh, scripted series is airing now, uh, season three, coming to an end soon. Um, and then every Monday night, I'm talking uh, the big movie review, uh, the big movie from that weekend on Spotify Green Room. The Movie Buff, follow, download that app and follow me there. I know that's a big ask, but <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> I'm going to be there talking about movies anyway. Maybe you want to join the room. You can talk yourself, too. Regardless. Mm. Bye, shitheads. I I
2: That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world. Where there are no rules.
0: Holy shit. Holy shit, guys, Holy I'm so pumped. Pa- I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in '92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. cigar. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. you Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People <laughs> are this
2: movie. See, I it's got a lot of heart. you mentally irregular. <laughs> now.
0: Game in town. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? <laughs> I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yet. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. <laughs> I am dark. I'm your dad.
2: Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall.